Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter number 35. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. Amen. We'll start at verse number one, reading down through five. And God said unto Jacob, Arise and go up to Bethel and dwell there, and make there an altar unto God that appeared unto thee when thou fleddest from the face of Esau thy brother. Then Jacob said unto his household and to all that were with him, Put away the strange gods that are among you, and be clean, and change your garments. Let us rise and go up to Bethel, and I will make there an altar unto God, who answered me in the day of my distress, and was with me in the way which I went. They gave unto Jacob all the strange gods which were in their hand, all their earrings which were in their ears. And Jacob hid them under the oak which was by Shechem. And they journeyed in the terror of God. Everybody said the terror of God. Was upon the cities that were round about them. And they did not pursue after the sons of Jacob. Heavenly Father, thanking you this morning for your word. For your spirit that's in this house. We don't take lightly, God, that you're in this house. And Lord, we're going to entertain your presence, God. Lord, by the anointing and Lord, by your word, God, let the word go forth this morning to encourage, to strengthen us, God. In this time, the Lord, we're going through of trials and tribulations and sicknesses, God, we know that you are real. Help us this morning to realize that, God, today. Anoint, Lord, the words that come from my mouth, God, because they're your words. It's your word, God, that I'm preaching I'm dependent on you this morning. Open the minds of your people. Let them be receptive to the word in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. And you can be seated in Jesus' name. I want to preach on this subject this morning, pursuing holiness. Pursuing holiness. And don't everybody get all scared and, well, all right, here he goes. No, I, I just want to preach to you this morning deliverance. Because pursuing holiness is a lot more than the outward. I want to tell you it's on the inside first. And uh, we're going we're gonna to just keep praying for Sister Brendan. Hallelujah. Praise God. We, we may say that we don't care what others think about us. You know, but in reality, most of us want to fit in and be accepted by others. There's something about us that... We don't like to be disliked or be disapproved by someone else. But if we are to be true imitators of Christ, we will never fit into this world's system. We won't be like them. We cannot be like them. And as Christians, we should fight our natural tendencies. Amen. To conform to this world because its values and its priorities oppose Christ they're not like them and uh, we need to walk in the way of holiness everybody said holiness starts inside I want us to grab that first because it's all about on the inside and what what becomes on the inside then takes place on the outside you don't have to try to change yourself God will change you amen we need to understand that I, and, and I really believe, you know, Romans 12 and 2. Romans 12 and 2. Let me insert this right here at the beginning. Romans 12 and 2. And be not conformed. Everybody said conformed to this world. But be, everybody said transformed. By the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. In other words, the scripture is actually telling us there, don't allow, amen, the world to affect you or to change you. Amen. 
don't change to be like them. Amen. But you keep walking the way you are. And by you not letting it affect you, you will affect others. I guarantee you this morning, if you will walk in the ways of God, that you will affect others. Whoever you get around will be affected by you. Amen. When you walk according to God's will. Amen. I like it because it says that you may prove what is that good. Come on. And that acceptable. And that perfect will of God. That's what I want this morning. It is the perfect will of God. What I want in my life. Amen. And there are things that distinguish you and us from the non-Christian. There are things that are distinguishing difference. There is the way we dress, how you talk, your attitude and how you act, the places you go, the things that you do, your priorities, your church attendance. I'm going to tell you the world looks at your church attendance. If you claim to be a Christian and you claim to walk with God, then they're going to watch how much you show up at church. You can't tell them that I'm, I'm a child of God and, and I believe in God and I believe in holiness and I'm going to walk holiness unto God because that's what it's all about. It's walking holiness unto God. And you can't tell them that and then stay home and time after time they see you and think, well, man, they must not be near and much uh, in love with God as they say they are. We must be different than the world. Let me remind you that mixing two colors together changes both colors. Come on. You don't mix a color with the other and then one of them come out and it's the same color, honey. It changes them. So I want you to know that church mixing with the world will change you if you're not careful. I heard the other day a minister was talking about Amen. And they were trying to proclaim that tongues and the Holy Ghost was, was all a bunch of hogwash and, and, and uh, that, that there was people that would, musicians, and we'd get together and they would hypnotize people and they would come out speaking in tongues. But, but what they failed to realize when they said that this minister in, in the presence of all of those, all the rest of them got hypnotized but him. And he said, why did it affect them and not affect me? He said, but I want you to know that what I've got, no, I, it's not affected by any man. Man don't have to, they don't clap their hands to bring me out of it because it's not going to. The hypnotist had to clap his hands and bring him out of that spell. But I'm going to tell you, when this spell gets on you, all the men that want to can clap their hands and possibly all it's going to do is to drive you in deeper. Hallelujah. Well, I don't know about you, but I want to pursue holiness. Somebody say, pursuing holiness. Now, we must take this thing outside the church. We cannot just keep it inside the church doors. This holiness, if we've got true holiness, we'll take it outside. We won't just be holy. We'll come in here and we just start worshiping God. And then when we walk out of here and talk like the devil. Come on. We've got to take it outside the church doors. The unchurched are not going to come to us. We've got to go to them. In fact, 97% of the unchurched never ever darken a church door. 97%. 95% of the sermons that are preached are preached only to 3% of unchurched population that happen to come through our doors. So the only way, church, we're going to reach them is to go out and get them. Easter is coming. This is a good time for us. It's a good time for us to pass out the cards. It's a good time to get people in the church doors. In our scripture text, when Jacob's family pursued holiness unto God, the Bible said that they became, everybody said a tear, a tear to their enemies. In other words, the word tear there means fear. 
But beyond that, as I began to study that word, it began to encourage and strengthen me. For it said they became a terror to the enemy. It caused the enemy a breakdown, if you please. According to the original meaning of that word, it caused the enemy a breakdown. I don't know whether you can grab a hold of this this morning, but my mind began to go back and I thought, you know, all of the times that we have gone through things and we have let the enemy whip us and the Bible said if we would pursue holiness, come on, that we would become a tear to the enemy. In other words, we cause the enemy a breakdown. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to see the devil have a nervous breakdown I'm ready to break down his communication I don't know about you but I'm tired of him walking all over me I'm ready for the enemy to have a breakdown at first apostolic church I'm tired of sickness I'm tired of surgeries I'm tired of all this I know a God that's able to heal and we can have the devil to have a nervous breakdown Bible says at the name of Jesus, he trembles. Man, I want to make him tremble. I want him not only make him tremble, I want him to break down. I want him to melt away. Come on. I want him to stand up and take notice that he is messing with children of God. Come on. That we are people that are pursuing holiness, and if he thinks we're going to let up, we're not. Oh. Hallelujah. Became a terror to the enemy. I want you to notice Jacob's request and calling your attention again. Genesis 35 and 2. And Jacob said unto his household, to all that were with him, put away the strange gods and they're among you. Be clean. Change your garments. Say, get off the filthy garments. Put on clean garments. I want you to change clothes. I want you to do away with the strange gods. Everything that's strange, I want you to do away because we're headed to Bethel. We're headed to the house of God. Come on, we're, we're, we're going there. And I want you also to notice what he received from that request in Genesis 35 and 4. I want you to notice what he received. You heard what he asked for. Let me read what he asked for again real quick. Put away the strange gods that are among you and be clean. Change your garments. And then notice what he received, verse 4. And they gave unto Jacob all their strange gods, which were in their hand, and all their earrings, which were in their ears. And Jacob hid them under the oak, which was at Shechem. Now that oak, he didn't just bury it any place. He buried it by the oak. And in those days, the oak was deemed as holy. They had given the oak unto God. Amen. It was a place. It was Bethel. It was a place. It was a house of God where Jacob had met with the angel before. And he had deemed this place a holy place. So, so they hid them under the oak. They hid them. They give them, really. They give their strange gods and everything that was foreign. They give them back to God. What a place to put, your, to put everything that you feel like is in your way of serving God. Come on. I'm pursuing holiness. And if I'm going to pursue holiness, everything that don't belong to God, I need to bury. Come on, and there's not a better place to bury that stuff than in the house of God. There's not a better place to put it than under the oak, if you please, or under God's auspices to be watched over. Amen. Praise the Lord. I want you to know this morning that I'm pursuing holiness. Come on, I'm pursuing holiness. I'm after it. Glory. If you're pursuing something, that don't mean you've got it all together. I believe this morning that we are truly, amen, pursuing holiness. But I believe that holiness is something we're going to be working on for the rest of our life. As long as we're in this world, we're going to be pursuing holiness. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, there must be a noticeable change that the world can see in us. There must be a noticeable difference in us this morning. There are some things this morning that are expected of us as Christians. And I want to take you to 1 Timothy chapter number 4. 
verse 12 through 16. Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example. Everybody say an example. In word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. I want to stop there because there are some things this morning that we must be, do. We must show an example. An example is walking before somebody so that they could follow you. I have prayed, Lord, help me that I could be the kind of person that if people could follow me, they would follow me to heaven. Come on, I need to be an example. If I'm going to be a bishop, then I must be an example. Come on, that somebody could follow. I, I don't know about you, but I would hope that people would follow us in the church, that they would have enough confidence in the way that we walk in holiness before the Lord that they say, hey, I believe what they've got's real and I'm going to follow them. I believe that that's what's wrong in the church world today, that there is too many churches that people cannot follow them. Come on. I don't know about you, but I want to be a follower of Jesus Christ. I don't want to be just somebody that reads the Word and that's as far as it goes. I don't want to be somebody that comes to church and I'll go through my little little thing and I'll, I'll sing songs and, and I'll clap my hands and I'll raise my hands. And when I get outside the church doors, then my conversation about God is dropped and, and I go my own way and say my own thing, tell my own dirty jokes and, and do all that stuff. Come on. I want to be an example that when they see me on the inside of church than they've seen me on the outside of church because I do not change from the inside to the outside. Come on, there's enough people talking about us without having to make them talk about us. And if they're going to talk about us, let them talk about us good. Come on, let's be an example. Let's be a good example. Let them see our good works and glorify God which is in heaven. Come on. Let them not see the bad side of us. And if we're not careful, we show the bad side on the inside of the church. I'm not trying to speak negative this morning, but if we're not careful, we come through the doors with an attitude. Attitude that I'm not going to worship and I'm not going to do anything that he says or she says and and I'm just going to I'm sorry but I'm just in a bad mood and I'm going to stay in a bad mood well that's probably right where you're going to stay in fact you probably never was saved really holiness is something that gets on the inside of and it changes you on the inside come on you talk different you act different come on the people that you used to treat mean, you treat nice. Even those that you have a little trouble stomaching, you still treat nice. I know none of you ever had anybody like, you don't have anybody like that, do you? You're all so sweet as candy to everybody. and You love everybody and you don't have any trouble with anybody. Everybody's your friend. Oh, glory. I'm getting in deep water. I can already see it. But I got to be an example of the believers. Gotta, huh? Be thou an example of the believers? That is a tall order. See, we, we read that so many times we think, yeah, I'm, a be, I'm to be an example of those on the outside. No, it said you're to be an example of believers, of people that are saved and baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. You are to be an example to them. I don't know about you, but that puts us all in the same spot 
that I'm supposed to be an example to you and you're supposed to be an example to me. And if we're all examples, honey, we haven't got anything to worry about. When we walk out these church doors, we're going to touch lives and lives are going to be changed because of you. I'm pursuing holiness. I'm pursuing holiness. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to pursue holiness this morning. And I've got to do it in word. You can't just read this book when you're in church. You need to know where it's at when you're home. If you don't know where it's at, hunt it up. Dust it off, get it out, open the pages. It'd do your heart good to read just some of it every day. If you're not reading it every day, then I'm sorry, but I don't think you're an example. I'm not looking. And then I got to be an example in conversation. Bless God, did you see Sister So and so the other day? Oh, you'd never believe what she looked like. Well, just shut up. I don't need to know. Just walk as an example before sister so-and-so or brother so-and-so. Come on. They'll get it after a while. Come on. If they get holiness on the inside, if they get God on the inside, it'll change them. You don't have to worry about it. Let God worry about it. Ever got tired of tattletales and had to come tell you about something? Just let God deal with it. Just, just let's just be an example. Let's walk before Him holy. Let's come on. Let's let's just let's let's show a good conversation. Let's let's be good. Let's if we're gonna say anything good, anything, let's say something good. Somebody was teased me the other night. Teased me the other day. Said, you know, this guy here, we we need to really pray for. And I said, well, the only time I'm gonna talk about them is when I'm on my knees. Take it to Jesus. Come on. I need to pray for him. Come on. I don't need to tell, scatter at every place of what brother or sister or so-and-so is doing or what they've done. That don't matter. What I need to do is pray for them. Come on. If I'm going to be example, I can't talk about them. I've got to get down and pray to God about them. Let holiness take over on the inside. Let the God of glory start stirring the inside of man. Thank you, Jesus. Well, glory. Everybody say holiness. So I've got to be an example in conversation, in charity. Above all, put on charity. That means love. That's, that's a goppy love that you love through it all. When somebody talks about you and so all manner of evil against you, you can go up and say, bless God. Love you, Brother Pat. Appreciate you. Kids, you sing a song, talk about me as much as you please. I'll talk about you when I'm on my knees. Come on, church. We need to get to the place to not let the world affect us. If we're not careful, gossip will affect you. Till you began to think like the other person is thinking. Come on. You began to think on the negative instead of thinking that, you know what, God? If I just pray to you, you can change and put holiness on the inside. You can change their conversation, God. You can change their ways. If I, if I just quit looking at this thing as this is a negative thing. No, it's not a negative thing. God is working on them. Come on. Even in the midst of people doing wrong, let me tell you God is working on them. You don't have to talk about it. They probably already feel bad enough about it without you talking about it and making an issue. It's a positive message this morning. It's not a negative message. Hallelujah. So I got to have charity. Oh, now, now it goes, it gets down right where we live. It says, in spirit. Ooh. I'm always praying. Every time I pray, God, let my spirit be right. Above all, let my spirit be right. Let me, let me show love and compassion. 
You know what? If we would pray about situations, a lot of time that we know we're going to meet, before we meet them, God will take care of it upstream. He takes care of those kind of things ahead of time. So I've got to show example in my spirit. My spirit's got to be right. And in faith, I've got to believe. Come on, I can't tell everybody, you know, I can't preach faith and I can't preach healing if I don't believe it. Well, Pat, what, what are you doing, Bishop? You got, you got diabetes. I know it, but God's able to heal, and I don't know when his timing is, but I'm just waiting. I'm waiting on a miracle. And while I'm waiting, I'm still going to pray for others, and I'm still going to believe God because I know that he's real, and I know that he's still healing. And, and, and I know that I know that Friday was a victorious surgery that man, Sister Iva is here this morning. She just had surgery Friday. And and I heard the doctor say that everything looked good in there. There was no signs of cancer. Everything was clean. Everything looked good. Yes, sir. I said it was a success. Come on. I don't know what it could have looked like before, but I know when the doctor took a look at it, he said, everything's all right. I don't have no questions. Come on, church. Oh, let us walk in faith. And I knew my sister was apprehensive. I knew she was nervous about it, and I knew that this surgery was bothering her. But when we walked in there just before surgery, I said, sister, I know you're nervous, and I know this, but I said, I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to leave. And we prayed, and God took care of it, and here she is this morning. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah, come on, church. Hallelujah. So I've got I've to be an example in faith and in purity. I've got to keep clean. Boy, is that ever hard to do. It's hard to do, because you know what you do? You walk out of this church on Sunday night, and you're about to walk into a dirty, filthy world, and you, yes, sir. Yeah, brother, he goes in mechanics and he's around those people that talk all kinds of dirty filth and everything else and they'll tell stories. And I'm going to tell you, when you get in a business place, you hear anything and everything and half of it you wish you didn't even have to listen to. Brother Pat has to listen to it. He's right between two guys driving down the road. But, and, he, and he has to sit there and listen to it. But you know, after a while, he turns on the tape and then they got to listen. That's when they wish they'd have put him on the outside because they could open the door and pushed him out. But he's in the middle, so they got to listen. I want you to listen to this tape. He's, hey, he's being just Brother Pat. Come on. He has been an example. He, let me tell you, this guy jumps like this when he's at McDonald's. I wonder what it'd be like if all of us apostolics would walk in there and start doing this. But he's been an example. They're seeing him outside the doors just like they see him in. I'll would to God that God give us a church house full that's on the outside just like they are on the inside. We need holiness on the inside. Glory. Praise God. Oh, Jesus. So I got to be pure. That means be clean. And then verse 13 says, till I come, give attendance to reading. That don't say listening. Ooh. It's God, Pastor. I read the Bible. Preacher, bishop, I, I read the Bible. I, I see it when it comes up on the screen and I read it. I tell you what, some of you'd be out of luck without a screen because you couldn't say you read the Bible. I felt that go kaflop. I've got to be an example more than in the church. In fact, if I'm a good example in church, oh, I'm going... I know, I'm meddling. That's all right. I'll just go ahead and meddle. I've, you've, you've been used to it for 22 years. So might as well. 
If I'm going to be an example, I'm going to carry my word with me. I do know where my Bible's at. In fact, a lot of them I've got laying around. I know where they're at. There's one out there in my van, and there's several in there in my office, and there's I don't know how many at home. And we need to know where our word's at because I don't know about you, but every place I go, I, I need this word because it implants something in me. There's holiness. Let me tell you, the word implants holiness on the inside of me. Come on. Yeah, I want to hide it in my heart, come on, where I might not sin against God. I want to put it there where no man can get it. Well, I don't, I don't carry my Bible, but uh, if you can't, don't carry your Bible, I hope you can quote some verses. I hope there's something hidden in your heart that you can give me a verse, you know. I hope you're able to give that person something they need when they're in trouble. Even if you don't got your Bible with you, I hope that in here there is some word that you can give them. There is all kinds of people that claim to be Christian that can't even give a short Bible study on one or two verses. Help us, Lord. If I'm going to be an example then I need to know something about this book. Now, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not after nobody that's just come through the doors and you're new to all this and that's all right. I'm thanking God you're here. But I'm telling you, after we're here a while, there ought to be some word that comes engrafted in our heart. Come on. Because when you get a hold of God, there's something that ought to grab a hold of you that ought to make you love the word of God. If you don't have a love for the word of God, then I question your walk with God. What's well, quiet in here this morning? Hmm. Till I come, give attendance to reading. I don't know about you, but when it says give attendance, that means to be there that I ought to give attendance to the Word of God, that I ought to be reading it. Give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. In other words, you ought to take teaching too. Exhortation, when somebody's teaching and preaching, you need to be listening. It's God's way of speaking to you. Man, then verse 14, Nick, now I want you to catch this. Neglect. Everybody said neglect, not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy with the laying on of hands by the presbytery. Meditate, verse 15, upon these things. Give thyself holy. Everybody said holy to them that thy profiting may appear to all. Ooh. Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them. For in doing this, thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. Neglect not the gift. <clears throat> Give thyself holy glory. That means... That we should give ourselves complete. That the profiting, come on, that we receive through the word of God would appear to all. Not those just on the inside of the church. But when I walk on the outside of the church, instead of the world affecting me, I begin to affect it because of the holiness of God that's on the inside of me. Glory. I know, y'all thought I was going to preach a different message, but see, I took a different side of holiness because really, holiness is a spirit within us. I've got the Holy Spirit. And when you get the Holy Spirit, then you become holy. It, it happens over a period of time. As the Holy Ghost grows stronger, my flesh grows weaker, and the Spirit takes over, and the flesh dies. Paul said, I die daily. 
So as I profit, others profit. Come on. As I become holy, then others become holy because of me. I'm going to talk about the firefighter for a minute. In fact, the captain. I don't know what you all noticed, but, you know, it took us forever to get Brother Aaron to come and walk through those doors. Brother Freddie, we've been, I don't know how long we've been working on DU. It's been a long time. 2003, yeah. Now, I'm going I'm I'm to say this. We didn't get mad at him. I'd go in and I'd hug him and I'd say, hey, I ain't seen you yet. I'm still looking for you. I've been through the parking lot. <laughs> I, I've, I've come through and stopped a few times. I just didn't have the nerve to come in. But over a period of time of all of us walking by his side, come on. Brother Freddie and all of them working with him at work. And every now and then I'd come through and put a little icing on the cake and and after a while, the first thing you know, he come through the door, and that's all it took for Brother Aaron. One time through the door, and there is a faithful servant that's coming through the door. And I don't know about you, but I'm seeing changes all the time. He used to pray out here a little bit, and the next thing you know, I see him go in the prayer room and pray. He's at men's prayer meeting on 5 o'clock on Sunday evening. Come on, church. Come on. Come on. Your change and change of somebody else. Come on. Your holiness takes a hold of somebody else. We need to realize that we have got the power to change somebody. Everybody, I can almost hear it reverberate now. Bishop, you haven't got the power to change nobody. The spirit that I've got on the inside, I'm talking about God. I'm talking about the spirit of holiness. That spirit of holiness, Brother Sutton, changes people. I'm gonna, without me ever saying a word, it'll change them. Just by me walking right in a good example, come on, of speech. And hopefully they know I read the words because I'm going to give them some word use. It's the spirit of holiness. This word, come on, this word, it's the spirit of holiness. This is the very word of God. And it is holy. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. I don't want to neglect that. I don't want to turn that off. If you neglect something long enough, the first thing you know, It'll be worthless. You neglect your house, it won't be worth living. In fact, it'll fall down. Oh, I'm probably meddling real good. I'm going to sit down here on the steps so if they throw tomatoes, that'd be fine. Ladies, if you neglect your house, your dishes will pile up and you won't have anything to eat out of. I don't understand that when there's a dishwasher sitting there. You know, my, my wife always said when, when my kids was growing up, she didn't need a dishwasher. She had five. I remember standing on the chair when I was a little boy doing drying dishes and washing dishes for mama. It never killed me. Give me dishwasher and hands, you know, for a little while, and they'd wrinkle up. But it left after a while. Didn't kill me. Come on, church. I want to tell you something. If you could only, if you could only get a, a glimpse of that after you've had your hands in the water for so long, and they come out, and they're all, you know, wrinkled up, I'm going to tell you, that's the way your Holy Ghost gets when you don't stir it up. When you neglect it, honey, it, it looks bad. Come on. 
Yes, sir. It's not recognizable. It, it don't look good when your Holy Ghost gets wrinkled up. Well, I better move on there. Bishop, you stayed there long enough. Stayed at the bottom of that mountain long enough. Time to move on. Don't want to neglect. Hmm. But I want to continue in this. That means it's an everyday thing. It's not, it's not something that you just pick up on Sunday and morning and night and Wednesday night and Friday night and you go on, go on your own way. No, sir. This thing's a daily walk. It's, it's a relationship. And I'm going to tell you, church, we must first be partakers. We, we can't expect everybody else to just come in and, and grab a hold of it. If they don't see you do it, they're not going to do it. Come on. If you want your children to worship, then you must be a worshiper. How do you think these kids learn how to worship? It's because they've seen you do it. But, but it bothers me a little bit that sometimes I see these young kids come up there and I see them worship and I still see you sitting on their seat. I said, well, where do you think they picked that up? Where's your example gone? Where'd you go? Mom and Dad, don't, don't expect your children to be worshipers if they never see you worship. Don't expect them to be avid Bible readers, if they never see you pick up the Bible and you're not even sure where it's at, don't expect them to be godly if you're not godly. Glory. We've got to be partakers. Hallelujah. Second Timothy 1 and 6. Wherefore I put thee in remembrance huh. that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. It's something when God calls you to remembrance of some things. See, to be a stir in something, there's got to be some movement. You don't stir something and there not be any movement. Come on. See, I, I want to I take you to a place here. Anyone can praise God. You, you, you. Bible said everything that hath breath, praise the Lord, praise ye the Lord. Psalms 150. Very last verse. Anybody can praise the Lord. Anybody can praise the Lord. A sinner can praise God. And, it's, and we're commanded, to every, even anybody that's got breath, is commanded to praise the Lord. Now, I'm going to go a little step farther here because this is holiness. Holiness is, it takes a relationship. Everybody said a relationship to worship. Anybody can praise Him, but it takes a relationship to worship Him. Worship is deeper than praise. To worship Him, I've got to realize His worthiness of my praise. And I don't just praise Him to be praising Him. I worship Him because He's worthy. And, and I want to worship Him and I feel something in my worship. You can praise God and not feel a thing. I'm going to tell you that you can jump and not feel a thing. Probably if you keep jumping in a little bit, you're going to feel it. But you may not feel it right off the bat. You can say praise the Lord and you can say that a time or two and you may not feel a thing. But you keep saying that. There is a place that that transfers from praise to worship. When the holiness of God gets a hold of me down inside and my spirit grabs hold of what's going on and I start begin to praise in God and worship in Him from my heart. Come on. Anybody can praise Him, but it takes a heart right to worship Him. It takes a relationship to worship. I would that all people would praise God, but I would that... I would that the true worshipers would come in and begin to worship. Let me go ahead and throw that verse in there. John 4, 
verse number 23. But the hour cometh and now is. Everybody said it is. When the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. In other words, what the Lord, you know, he likes praise. Praise is great. He lives on the avenues of praise. But you know what he's hunting? True worshipers that get it down inside. Come on. That holiness on the inside cries out and say to a holy God. Come on. That's what God is hunting. He's hunting true worshipers. That they don't just talk about it, but it's an everyday thing. It becomes a way of life. That when you're walking down, you know, in your home and all at once you say, Thank you, Jesus. The wife says, What'd you say? wife does that every now and then she I was going through the I was going through there the other day and she said what'd you say I said I was just praising Jesus that ought to be a normal thing in the home where else are you start to praise God you need to praise him in your home you need to praise him on the street you need to praise him in church in doing so the holiness of God is changing somebody else because they're saying man what they got I want to have an attitude like that. Let me. I walk in the bank and I'm not whistling. They're worried about me. Marilyn Kiefer sits at that front desk. She'd be saying, are you all right today? Man, I got to watch myself. Come on now. I'm going to be an example. Church, you've got to watch yourself. I know. Yeah, but Bishop, there's every now and then. I don't feel up on top of the world every day. You may not, but you can put a smile on your face, a snap in your step, and go ahead and whistle. You think I like that? You think I feel like whistling every time I whistle? I usually do. I get up in the morning, I feel like whistling. Oh, you may not realize it, but the holiness of God is speaking through you. Oh, that sister Angie Craig, bless her heart. She's got a smile on her face. She don't always seem like feel like smiling. That brother Fred, he's always working for God. He's always doing something. He don't always feel like doing something. Bless God, that Pat Dyke is he's always jumping. He don't always feel like jumping. But let me tell you something. There is something on the inside of you that takes hold and brings you to a place that you could never attain otherwise. Only by the holiness of God. I've got to move on. I'm getting behind here. The true worshipers. You know who the true worshipers are? It's those that don't try to conceal it. That don't try to dampen it. It's those that have got a heart change. And they don't have to put it on. It's just natural. Glory. That's what God's looking for. He's looking for genuine holiness I don't know about you but I'm pursuing holiness I'm after it come on I'm going to acquire holiness some way oh Jesus somebody say I'm pursuing holiness that means I may not have all of these things yet I may not have it all in grass but I'm hot on its trail come on Hot on its trail. I may not have it. I don't have it all together. I've got it all figured out. The holiness of God has not worked complete perfection in me yet. But I'm working on it. I'm after it. I'm pursuing it. And I'm going to keep on pursuing it until it gets better and better and better. Every day I walk with God, it ought to get better. Aren't you glad that God takes over sometimes? I had a situation this last week that I'd been praying about, was apprehensive about. Then when the situation got here, God just had already taken control ahead of time. And I thought, man, this is easy. Man, 
Thank you, Jesus. Boy, in the back of my mind, I said, Whew. Man, I was doing a little, I was doing a little Watusi in the back of my mind. Oh, Jesus. Glory. Come on, church. I got to be hot on the trail after holiness. Church is the place where, where the gift is stirred up. Come on. Somebody say yes. We don't come to church. Therefore, the gift is, not, is neglected and the body is neglected because there is no stir among us. You, 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 can't, you can't stir up the gift of God if you're never going to show up to put a stir. The devil stirs his pot. He's glad to do it. He tells lies. Come on. He, he spreads gossip. Come on. The least I can do is show up at church and stir up the gift. Come on. I got to stir up this gift, this, this holiness in, inside of me. I got to stir it up. I got to keep it alive. Come on. Holiness is something that must be kept alive. If you neglect it, you'll lose it. But I'm going to tell you something. You watch somebody. And the first place that neglect of a stirring of the gift shows place is on the outside. Something will change that will you make you notice it from the outside before you ever notice that it's happened. Because it usually happens on the inside before it ever happens on the outside. But the first place will notice it is on the outside. It can be an attitude. Ooh, I was just taking a little bit. Sister so-and-so or brother so-and-so had a little attitude tonight. That was unusual. Believe me, there was something that happened before that ever happened. Something led up on the inside, you know. They may have led up in their prayer life or in the Word of God, but I'm going to tell you, usually in the last 21 years when I was pastor, uh, Pastor McGee, that when people walked in my office that I found out they was deficient in an area before it ever showed up on the outside. And that's what usually made us notice it when there was something on the outside. But there was already a problem before that. And when they come to my office, it had already, it had already started eating away at the inside. God, i got to watch myself. If I'm going to do a big example and somebody notices something bad on the outside of me, there's probably something already been going on a long time on the inside. Help me, God. I'm pursuing holiness. I'm, I'm following after it. I'm, I'm, I'm running for it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So if we don't come to church, then we're neglecting the stir. To happen in our body. Come on, it can't get stirred up and, and, and else you're here to help stir because this is a body. We stir this together. Where are the unsaved? Where are they? They're in their homes. They're mowing their lawns. They're working on their cars. They're taking weekend trips. They're relaxing in their lazy boy in front of the TV. Or are there some of the Christians there too? Maybe this is part of the reason we've been losing battles. The enemy is not afraid of us anymore. Come on. Huh? Oh, yeah. Don't want you to miss it now. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. They became a terror to the enemy. They became, everybody said, a terror to the enemy. When the enemy gets where he's not afraid of you, watch out. Because evidently something has happened to your holiness. Oh, yeah. 
we got to pursue holiness to become a terror to the enemy. Jacob said, I'm going to pursue holiness. He said, I want, you to, I want you to take away all the strange gods. I want you to drop them. I want you to change clothes. You're going to put on clean clothes. You've walked through the filth of this world. I want you to change clothes. I want you to get rid of all the things that are strange unto God. And, I'm, and then I'm going to make you a tear as you, watch, as you march through. They're not going to go after you because they're going to be afraid of you. Egyptians were scared to death of Israel. And when it comes time for them to leave, they give them anything they want. They, they literally just drained them dry, buddy. They, they took everything they had. You know why? Because they became a tear to the enemy. Come on, church. I would to God that in Mount Carmel we'd become a tear to this city. We'd become a tear to the devil in this city. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I'm in pursuit. Glory. Well, he wasn't excited about it, but I guess he's in pursuit. Once we put away the strange gods and all the things that pertain to them, change their clothes, I'm going to tell you what the enemy's saying. I'm out of here. See you later. When we get real holiness, come on. When we really get a hold of God and we get Him on the inside, come on. And we become wholly His. Come on. When I give myself away that He can use me. Come on. When I give Him everything I've got, Lord, all I've got to offer you is me. Come on. When I get to the place, and Lord, I know I'm not much, but Lord, I allow you to put me on the potter's wheel and make me again a vessel that seemeth good to you. Lord, I give myself to you, holy to you. Holy means everything. Holy what I am, holy I give to God. Praise the Lord. I'm about to close. Hallelujah. Holiness is a condition of the heart that takes place on the inside before it ever shows up on the outside. Let me tell you this. When the devil begins to see holiness, In us, he becomes afraid. And let me tell you what his thoughts are. This is what he's thinking. Let me, let me just speak from the devil's point of view this morning. He said, you know what? They remind me of God more all the time. In fact, I think he begins to question, is that really them or is that him? Is that his Shekinah glory? And the longer he looks at that holy person, the more unsure he is of whether he's dealing with God himself or just his likeness. God, I don't know, but I want to pursue holiness. I want to get to the place where he's not sure who he's messing with. Come on. If you, want to make, if you want to give the devil a breakdown, just get close enough to God that he's not sure who he's messing with. It's all right. It's all right to clap. Somebody started to. Just carry it on. It's all right. Come on, we're an apostolic church. Come on. I don't know, but wouldn't that make you feel good the devil looked at you and said, Ooh, I'm not sure there. He starts backing up. He don't want to get too close. He wants to take a close look at you because there is a feeling now. He's, he sees something. You know, you're looking different. There is a glow that hadn't been there. And he, he's, he's saying, man, I'm not sure whether that's God or whether that's him. 
I'm not sure where I'm dealing with Angie Craig or God. I'm not really sure. Is that, is that Sister Ida or is that God? I, 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 used to, I, I used to recognize that Nancy Robinson, but I'm not sure who she is. I, I'm not sure that's her. There's been a change that took place on the inside, and I start seeing it take place on the outside. I'm not really sure who I'm messing with. That Aaron Brown is starting to act different now. There's, there's something took place in his life. I'm not sure who he is anymore. I, I'm not sure whether that's God or him. Man, that Pastor McGee, the way he's been preaching lately, I know, I've got the feeling the devil just took us out through the door and said, I, I know that's not him. It feels like God. It feels like when I get in his presence. <laughs> you give the enemy a breakdown. Oh, Lord, let us, give, let us give the enemy a breakdown in First Apostolic Church. When he looks and he said, I'm not sure where it's God or it's them. Meeting coming up Friday night, y'all. We need to get in this place to where we become holiness unto God. I said holiness unto God. That's the kind of holiness I'm preaching about. Holiness unto God. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jacob says, get rid of the strange God. Get rid of all these things. All these things that's standing in our way because we're headed to the house of God. Come on. I'm headed to Bethel, and I'm going to bury some things there, never to be picked up anymore. I'm going to plant them under the oak and let the roots grow all around them where nobody can get them again. Come on. I'm burying them. They're not going to come back up. Oh, he's hunting a church that said, I'm burying some things, and holiness unto God is all I'm going to show forth. Oh, I'm not sure where it's God or whether it's them. Oh, but I'm not going to get their presence. All right. I don't know about you, but I want to become a terror to him in my own house. When he walks in the door that he recognizes, whoops, wrong house. Because when I get these calls... You know, prayer band calls, I begin to rebuke the devil. I begin to bind the spirit of infirmity. I begin to pray against that thing. Sometimes it takes me a while, and I want to pray it out of my own house too. So I start praying for it, binding the devil, casting him out of the house. He don't belong there. I want to become a terror to him. But every time somebody calls me, say, oh, no, I hope you didn't wake him up. I'm going to pray a while. Come on, church. It ought to affect us. Come on. When our brother and sister's in trouble, it ought to affect us enough to on the inside there's holiness that says, I don't want no part of this. I don't want them to bother my brother. I don't want sickness on my brother and sister. You get out of their house. You get out of there. Lord, I'm closing. It's a great thing when he don't know whether it's the Shekinah glory of God or you. So I'm going to keep on pursuing holiness. It worked for Jacob. If you'll notice in Jacob's life from that day forward, his life changed. Things began to happen and go in the right way. He, he, he took a brand new leash on life. After he made things right with his brother, honey, things began to happen for Jacob. Oh, I'm pursuing holiness this morning. I want to get it. I want to get it perfected. I'm, I'm, I'm pursuing it. I'm after it. I'm not there yet, but I'm ready for it. Hallelujah. Praise God. Could we stand this morning? Could we stand? I want us to check out our life this morning. 
I think the church has been on the run long enough. It's time to put the devil on the run. He ought to be running just like that guy on our screen. That devil ought to be running. Take his suitcase and get out of here. This altar is open this morning. Some of you maybe that don't feel like you're quite there yet. You need to pursue some things. I invite you this morning to the altar. I want you to become pure and holy. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you and have a blessed day.